Hello there and welcome into Career Competitor. I'm Steve Meller and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm delighted to be welcoming in a friend of mine today, Jack Karavich, who is the CEO and founder of Tiger Air. And he's going to be telling us all about his product. And I'm going to be giving him a proper introduction here in just a second. But before I do that, let me tell you all about Career Competitors, specifically careercompetitor.com, where you can find all the information you need to know about the coaching service that is Career Competitor. I am now a fully-fledged performance coach and culture consultant. I'm working with a variety of diverse clients across many different fields on what it means to optimize performance, really targeting those limitations potentially, or those dreams, let's say, that you're feeling are still quite out of reach. How do we make those things realistic? How do we break through those barriers that prevent us from optimizing our potential? I would love to give you 30 minutes free time. That's a 30-minute free consultation if you reach out to me at steve at careercompetitor.com, and we can arrange that 30-minute consultation today. Or you can head to careercompetitor.com where you'll find a variety of places on the site where you can learn all about the coaching service, but of course, also select one of the opportunities to set up a consultation with me as well. So it's all there at careercompetitor.com, and I look forward to you checking that out sometime soon. Now let's get on to introducing my guest for today, Jack Karavich, the founder of Tiger Air. And Tiger Air is focused on solving a significant problem that is the negative impact of excess heat in your protective headwear. It's a unique product. It's a unique service. And that's what makes Jack an ideal guy to bring onto the show today for us to discuss the implementation of an idea and then bringing that idea to life. So the process that is required in order to bring that idea to life. Jack and his company are well on their way. As he alludes to within the discussion, he still feels they've got many, many more levels to get to, but they have been able to go through their first round of investment with the company. So they are very much being supported now to moving on to those next levels. And what I love about Jack's background is he comes from corporate America, but has always been an entrepreneur at heart. And he's really doubled down on that entrepreneurial spirit in the last couple of years through the journey that is Tiger Air. There are going to be so many takeaways specifically for entrepreneurs. This is a great episode for that. But what I always challenge people, listeners specifically on this show is to find something that is impactful for you. And when it comes to that, we're going to be talking a great deal about mindset today, that of tenacity, that of grit, that of discipline, all of these sort of characteristics that both in the entrepreneur world and in just about any other world can really help you out a lot. So, so much here for, for everybody. Like I said, entrepreneurs definitely have a pen and paper at hand. There's some just great insight courtesy of Jack. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just excited to be able to bring this episode of the Career Competitor Podcast to you with the founder of Tiger Air, Jack Karavich, and I hope you all enjoy. I am delighted to be welcoming on a good friend of mine, Jack Karavich, to the Career Competitor Podcast. Jack, first and foremost, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm great, Steve. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to have you on, man, and it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for the better part of three or four months, and um You've been a busy guy, so it's it's totally understandable. You've got a, a business that's a couple of years old uh, in Tiger Air. And uh, before we kind of dive into what we're going to talk about today, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and Tiger Air a little bit. Just get everybody up to date with who it is we're talking to today. 
Sure. Um, so I'm the, the founder of a, a company that was started in uh, my garage in New Orleans called Tiger Air. Uh, our first product we developed was um, a, a product to help cooling, uh, helps with cooling football players. Uh, it's installed inside of their football helmet, uh, works with uh, just a, f- a couple of the major brands out there um, under Rydell and Shutt. It's an add-on um, and uh, it's being used by a number of uh, uh, power five universities. We've had players now in the NFL and we're expanding this year into high school and youth. Um, so we're excited about a lot of growth there. And then simultaneously uh, we've released a, a second product line, uh, industrial product line for hard hats in January this year. So we're really kind of going after kind of a, um, uh, I would say a, a broad head cooling theme uh, for our products that we're developing, uh, releasing and that we have in development. So there's more to come and it's, uh, it's been really exciting. Um, before that, I've worked uh, most of my career in digital and technology uh, for the past 15 years. Um, started in uh, more of the operations project management side and just went all over in, in different directions, but stayed within that uh, discipline across a variety of different industries uh, over the last 15 years. So you've seen corporate America, and now you are well and truly uh, as, about as deep into being an entrepreneur as you can be uh, with your current expansion with the with the company. And the one thing that we're going to try to really cover today for our listeners is the idea of of taking an idea, implementing it, and then really starting to bring it to life. And uh, you know what a great person to obviously do that is someone who's who's taken a very unique idea in in what you're doing with Tiger Air and. Uh, now taking off to not just within football helmets, but even going into the uh, the hard hat industry within construction as well. It is a unique idea, uh, but I know you're a man that has been around, as you just sort of said there, from a digital tech world. There's that that is what that world is. It's it's filled with people every day coming coming yeah. up with ideas and trying to bring them to life. So. You know, you can give the example, obviously, of what you did with with Tiger Air, but just just speaking freely now, when we talk about this notion of "Hey, I've got an idea," like yeah. for, for you personally, having been around that type of an environment for so long, what does that initial step? What do those first steps start to look like? Yeah, um, it's it's such an interesting question, mm-hmm. um, and and I feel like it, uh, it 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 kind of strikes at the core of probably. Uh, the way a lot of entrepreneurs are wired and how they think uh, at the beginning. But, um, you know, I was, I was reflecting on it, you know, as, uh, you know, before the call and then as the call is getting started and, you know, w- what would I do if I had an idea today? Right. And, and it was what I wanted to move and focus on. And, um, and I think that uh, this, this comes more from all of the times I've failed as an entrepreneur, which, Far outweigh the times I've succeeded. Um, sure. This being uh, the uh, the only real solid example of it, um, and uh, something that you know you you have to talk about freely when you meet with investors and others. Um, but uh, I would say the very first thing that that kind of comes with an idea is is going out and talking to people about it that you trust. Um, you know, there's a few different schools of thought uh, that that I've learned. Um, you know, people take different approaches. There's sort of this you know, keep it very close to, to yourself. Don't share it with many folks. Um, you'll see startups raise money and, and be in stealth mode for long periods. And that is a strategy. Um, and what, what I found is that, um, you know, I have a, a very limited area of knowledge or expertise that goes deep in, in, in this world. And frankly, most of it isn't applicable to, you know, building a business from the ground up across 
you know, innumerable disciplines on my own. Mm-hmm. So what I felt um, has, has worked well for me as I've sort of honed my entrepreneurial instinct over the years is really is sharing more widely and, and, and bringing in people that I trust that, you know, have expertise in you know, software development, mechanical engineering, design, uh, finance, accounting, whatever it might be to, to help me just, you know, make sense of, you know, is this, is this even something that, you know, I should pursue? Right. Um, and I think that there's a certain amount of just understanding the market also at the beginning. Um, and it happens in different ways, you know, depending on you know, what the idea is and how it, it comes to life as a, um, you know, is it just an idea written on a, on a bar napkin or is it, you know, a, a prototype, you know, in our case that, you know, I you know, made in our garage um, out of materials that, you know, I got from Home Depot and some old computer parts. Um, but, um, you know, in, in this case, it, it was just, I think, a certain amount of just good luck and fortune as far as that old uh, saying of, you know, when, you know, opportunity meets preparation and mm-hmm. had an idea and built it in the garage and, and happened to just in that moment in my life have access to some incredible folks over um, in the LSU athletics department uh, at that moment and shared with them the idea. And it really just took a life of its own from there. And, and I think that that notion of, you know, you know, uh, not being afraid to try, not being afraid to ask people, mm-hmm. um, you know, most of the time it, it won't go anywhere. And I think that's part of the frustration of entrepreneurship. But, but I really think there's a, a certain initial step where it's about understanding, is this an idea that just makes sense to me? Mm-hmm. Or is it an idea that makes sense to a lot of people? Um, and I think that's that first step that, you know, for me, it has to happen. Yeah, it's it's really cool way of presenting it because what I'm hearing is there's this notion of making it, making sense of it. And it's that's very opinion oriented, you know, lots of people and you obviously need a, a trust circle, so to speak, of, of people that you, you trust, you value their opinion. And for whatever reason, they come from a background where that opinion truly is our value. But then there is this factual element, too, in terms of understanding the market. You know, and looking looking at things and saying, does this idea actually serve any particular market that's out there currently? Right. And if it does, what does that market look like? So again, just kind of building off your story and what I love about you saying there's so many failures and just the one success. It's the beauty of entrepreneurship. You only need the one, right? You you just gotta get that one. Oftentimes um, that's it. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> one great success in entrepreneurship typically can can just, you know make its uh, mark on its own despite many failures before right. or after. I mean, I know entrepreneurs that had great successes uh, in their career and and will laugh about, you know, I've invested in or started another 20 companies since then and they've all lost money, right? Mm. And um, so it really is, you know, can be a very defining attribute of entrepreneurship is it can be singular success that that defines your career. And, and as we've already touched on with Tiger Air is, the unique component of what it is you're providing and just from having gotten to know you here over the last few months hearing firsthand from you that there really was no true clear example of this sort of product existing out there is that correct um no no in athletics it's never existed at all now there have been a few different uh um you know formulations of trying to cool folks in the industrial space and it was exciting and we definitely got a lot internally first and then externally from folks we talk to even to this day that will just be like, I don't know how this was ever not done before in, in football or in, in, you know, in athletics. And, and we'd be like, yeah, well, we feel the same way, right? Like right. football wasn't done before. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, oftentimes that's kind of the greatest compliment we can get 
um, is, is folks just saying it's, it just seems so obvious, um, that it's like, well, that's a, that's such a great, you know, um, kind of commentary around what we're developing here because we want it to seem obvious. We want people to be like, of course I want that. Of course I want my children to use that. Of course I want to use that. Um, so that goes a long way in, in just understanding market fit. Um, and, and we've been very fortunate to, um, to have, have had market fit right out of the gate, which is mm-hmm. not common, which I, having tried and failed many times. Um, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, um, you know, startups that are very well funded, you know, series A, series B startups, mm-hmm. um, Bay area startups, big time investment money, you know, 50 million more or more in investment money they've raised that are banging their heads against the wall, trying to find market fit, mm-hmm. trying to get people to, to realize that whatever it is they're creating is as great as they think it is. Um, and it's, uh, you know, that can be a big challenge um, later in, in, in the industry as far as, as you grow as a startup. So to have that almost on day one, um, and a lot of that, I, I think I owe to, to the folks at LSU, uh, to mm-hmm. Greg Fellow and Jack Marucci, who I think, you know, as I came in, there was sort of this qualifying step in partnering with them where they understood the customer base as far as, well, we didn't even see it as a customer base, but I would say just that, you know, the, the audience that would be using the product and made it very clear, you know, if, if the athletes don't want to use this, then we're not using it. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's not about how much, you know, Jack or Greg, you know, as individuals, we think it's great. If they don't want it, like it's not happening. So mm-hmm. there was this sense of almost like microcosm of market fit that had to even be validated for us to even talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was sort of a exciting and, sort of stressful day. I mean, I, I showed up and it was, all right, let's, let's, you know, get a player to try it on. And, you know, we had Jamar Chase and all these amazing mm-hmm. athletes, you know, Derek Stingley and incredible players, you know, just trying it on, I mean, across the team. And, um, and it was just, you know, one after another, just phenomenal feedback, but sort of this, this sense of like, oh gosh, like if, you know, if a bunch <laughs> of folks don't like this, like, yeah, I feel like there's just, we're done, right? Like they made that clear that there's nothing else to talk about. (laughs) Well, that's a, it's a really, it's a really key point here though, too, is that we've kind of connected the dots here uh, a little bit because you've talked about this, this idea, this group of people that you can reach out to that you trust, but it's almost as though the, the, to really make that circle, to make that group of people as impactful as possible, do they have a direct connection to the market that it's going to impact? And I think that in itself it's powerful because again, if, if you're getting these great opinions and this great assessment from a whole bunch of people that maybe they have the money and the resources to support the idea, but they don't have any connection to the actual market yeah. that this potential product could be impacting, yeah. um, then suddenly you turn around and you go, well, it's great to have that resource resources in terms of who these people are, but at the same time, what does that insight truly mean if there's no next step if you will to what you can obtain from you know their opinion and their insight yeah yeah that's that's absolutely correct and um you know it's funny you you know you you frame it really well and i think the the thing that almost became kind of a a rallying cry uh, was at first more of a joke but then became more of a rallying cry for us was this sense that as we were going and meeting with football teams um, you know, we had a, a lot of really incredible advocates, uh, influential folks that jumped on board very quickly because I think that there was this, this uh, very authentic reaction from, from the players and people were seeing it and they wanted to help. And, and the way, you know, I think the way folks in, in, in uh, positions of influence help is typically, you know, I know 
so-and-so who has a lot of money, or I know so-and-so on the board of directors here. I know the president of this company or this university. Um, but what, what, we, what we knew almost right out of the gate, and I think a lot of it was just entrusting the folks that we were working with at LSU was that if you, it was this notion if the players don't want it, right? It doesn't matter if you know the president of the university. So there was this joke of ours that we would be like, you know, we don't, you know, we don't go and, and talk to people in the boardroom. We go and talk to people at the loading dock. Mm. And, you know, that's how you get into the equipment room at every university. That's how you talk to the folks that purchase the equipment for the players. Um, you know, you don't go through, you know, the boardroom, you go through the loading dock. And, mm. uh, and, and there's just so much truth to that. I mean, to this day now, you know, our head of sales, um, you know, Don Lloyd and, and uh, you know, team members, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll pull over when there's workers on the road paving and building highways and he'll pull over and, uh, and we'll just stop and talk to folks and, and be like, Hey, you know, you're wearing a hard hat, you know, you know, check this out. What do you think about this? You know? And, um, and it's, uh, it, there's just something to be said for, you know, that level of, of kind of organic conversation with the people that are going to use it. Because at the end of the day, you can go to the boardroom, you can go to the people with the money, but it goes back to the market fit conversation. Inevitably, someone's going to have to connect with the end user. And if that end user or that audience, it's not resonating with them, well, you got a lot of work to do then to figure out how to fix this product that you're now building or getting investment money around. So again, it was, uh, it, it was much more of a grind the way we've done it, but, um, but there's some incredible benefits that have come with this approach. And, uh, um, and that just feeds into more, I think, entrepreneurial conversation around, you know, grit and determination and other things. So, yeah. And I, and I really, w- I would love to get to that. Um, yeah. honestly, cause it, it is a big part of that process towards bringing that idea to life. It, you know, it, it would be wonderful if bringing an idea to life was as simple as go from point A to point B, but you know, you and I both yeah. know, uh, how, how unrealistic that is. And, and at the same time, some of the things you're saying here though, there's this, there's an element to everything that you've done so far where you, you've always been prepared for what that next step may look like. And even if something as simple as having a hard hat in your passenger seat every time you get in your car, just in case you happen to bump into somebody that would benefit from the product and can give it a try. And that That's a level of anticipation. That's a level of initiative yeah. as an entrepreneur that can go a really long way. So just with that one example, what else sort of comes to mind as you start to think about maybe your story or just some of the examples you've seen in terms of those those true soft skills, those true undeniable yeah. qualities that people need to have in their you know in their toolbox. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I I was I was just now thinking about um, you know before Tiger had started, I had another startup that I um, that I had founded while we were living in Atlanta prior to COVID and. Uh, it uh, went on pause for enough months that I was funding it myself and was like, I mean, you know, early COVID, we all remember it was, you know, end of days and, you know, right. you know who knows like how we're going to, you know, get, find a bunker and, and whatever <laughs> happened back in April, May, you know, of 2020 dark days at that time. But um, so I ended up putting that on, on pause and, and then kind of falling backwards, quite frankly, into Tiger Air. But, um, but the, uh, I, I had this incredible conversation uh, with, uh, the president and, and co-founder of Greenlight uh, Financial, which is an incredible startup in Atlanta, um, creating just a more accessible financial experience to children and youth. Mm. Um, but I met with Johnson Cook. I had left corporate 
Um, you know, I've started businesses in the past and, and, uh, and I've lost a lot of money. I lost everything more than, more than once, more than twice. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're talking and, uh, you know, I was like, you know, it's been about six months and, you know, we're, we're going to open up a seed round here and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of kicking off and, you know, definitely ready to raise money, but, uh, was just hoping to see more traction right now. And, you know, blah, 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 having that kind of conversation and Johnson kind of laughs and, you know, he's like, He's like, dude, he's like, look at the car you pulled up in. He's like, I know the neighborhood you live in. He's like, you know, you, you want to know sacrifice with a startup? He's like, give it two years. He's like, you don't know how you're going to pay, like, you know, your grocery bill that month, right? Like, if I'm going to convince people, you know, to, to back, uh, you know, something that I'm doing entrepreneurial, I mean, they need to know that I'm all in. And, and I, I've been lucky to, to take that moment and be able to sort of, you know, regroup with a new, with a new company. And, you know, people that have known me for a long time, I mean, I'll, I'll sling my credit card out, corporate card, my card. I mean, I mean, oh, it's let, let's go. Let's move fast. Let's, you know, take care of people. Let's have a great time. And, you know, and, and let's, you know, let's sort of, you know, party as hard as we work and make sure people feel, you know, that the experience and the time that they, they take away from their, their personal life, you know, that they're, they're being rewarded for it. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've kind of turned that around in, in this, uh, experience in, in, in this company. And it's really been more about sharing of that equity and letting people know, Hey, you know, from day one, and, and I was you know, chastised a little by, by some folks, but it, not in a in over, overtly negative way, but really like, you know, Jack, you're sharing too much equity with people. And I'm like, well, people are sharing a lot with me, right. They're giving us a lot of time and I can't pay them. Right. So I want them to know that, you know, that what they're, what they're sacrificing, what they're doing means something to me. And, and it became, kind of that thought process of, you know, do as much as we can with what we have, um, you know, to this day now, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, I had a, a couple members of the team that have known me for a while, picked them up at the airport and folks would stay at the house in New Orleans when we were getting started. And, um, you know, they'd hop in the car at the airport and, you know, they'd be like looking for the, my favorite moment, someone was looking for the, you know, the electronic button to move the seat back and forth in the passenger seat. And, uh, and I was like, it's, you got to pull the bar underneath the front of the seat <laughs> and he started laughing and he's like wow no automatic seats jack i'm impressed yeah. and i was like well you know what startup man hashtag startup right <laughs> um, and uh and, and i feel like that is something i've taken a, a great deal of pride in is that um you know you really it's not just rolling your sleeves up it's not just you know uh, doing the hard work but you have to make some sacrifices and you have to make sacrifices that are difficult um, you know, to this day, I, uh, I have not taken a salary from the company, um, you know, and, uh, and that was a hot topic, you know, with the seed round and, um, you know, in the process of, of, you know, doing some paperwork because it's just good business practice as we grow now that, you know, that I'm, you know, kind of, you know, considered a full-time employee on, on paper. But, but the reason I, I didn't do it was really just because, you know, what, if I can find a way to survive right now, and I'm fortunate, you know, with my wife and, and her career, we're running in parallel, Mm-hmm. that, you know, we're able to, to live and we're, we're happy and the kids are happy. And, um, you know, I, I'd rather use that money for a software engineer or mechanical engineer, or, you know, operations help or what, you know, material, whatever it is we could put it towards. Um, if I can get by, you know, a little bit longer without, you know, that money, then I'm going to find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Take less and give more to the company, find ways to to do as much as we can in that regard. Yeah. You summed it up perfectly there. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. You know, it's just that ability to make personal sacrifice with always always having the focus of the success of the company and um 
you know what's so funny is here I am starting my entrepreneurial journey and I, it's it's almost embarrassing to call myself an entrepreneur sometimes when it you know so much of what I'm doing is is really just a service there's very little investment it's just you know it's myself and um, at the same time though I will say that the idea of actually moving money from money that is earned through your business to yourself is a truly truly just strange bizarre thing because you just because this whole notion of just like okay how much do i value myself how much do i value the work that i'm putting in right now have i earned a paycheck does the business does the is the business ready to give me a paycheck and honestly like that's the that's probably the the biggest inner conversation i have is just like uh, maybe move a couple hundred bucks you know but i'm i'm the same as you in terms of very fortunate with a you know, a wife of mine who's who's doing very well in her career, and I can be patient. I can be smart about the way I do this, but it is it is a tough one. And, and I think any entrepreneur hearing this, who's maybe excited by that first bit of income that you get, and ready to sort of take that income and make it your income, there's there's an element of caution that they need to almost treat that moment with and think, what does this decision do to the future of the company? If if I were not to make this same sale or the same whatever it may be in terms of the income what would i be able to survive would the business specifically be able to survive next month if i was to pay myself this month and it it, it is a truly truly uh just difficult challenge and balance to 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 handle especially someone who's only just started it myself it's it's such an interesting thing to have it resonate in such a similar way as you're talking through everything you just described the feelings of you know before i give myself this money where else could I put that money? I, I, I know that that sentiment so well. It's funny mm. to hear you say it, it because I, I couldn't have articulated it any better <laughs> than you just did. Um, but, um, and, and, you know, there's, there's so many things that go with it. I mean, I think we all have like that, you know, there's parts imposter syndrome, parts, you know, it, it, do I, am I really deserving of it now when there's other things we could apply it towards? And, you know, I think it's, uh, it, I mean, I, I'd like to think that, you know, thinking that way and and, and uh, approaching, you know, business, you know, ownership that way, uh, I really think it just, it, it's uh, it's a responsible and and healthy way to look at at business ownership. And I, I think, you know, you should be proud of, of, of that, you know, mentality. And I think it is the right mentality. Um, and, uh, and, and I think, you know, in the long-term success, you know, is going to be more wholesome and more rewarding you know, for those that, you know, that have that type of approach and, and looking at, you know, themselves as almost kind of a servant leader and, and you know, being able to say, hey, you know, I, you know, I, I don't take from this business any more than I have to, right? But I, I take care of everyone else. And I, I'm here for the business. I'm here to, to you know, to grow this. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, not, again, to pretend that you and I would not benefit from the success of our businesses, right, in the long term. But sure. I think it's really that, that, uh, having that long-term mentality and not a short-term mentality is, is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, you know, go, going with the the last topic, the thing that just always just kind of resonates with me and it, it, it comes out constantly is this, just this notion of grit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I tell folks, we, we have a, uh, um, we have a, a Mike Tyson quote up uh, in, uh, in, you know, in the office that, uh, um, reads uh, essentially, you know, uh, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Essentially, it was this quote of his from many years ago. Not that Mike mm. Tyson's, um, you know, some sort of you know entrepreneurial role model or or, or otherwise, but right. uh, but the quote is has a lot of you know oomph in it, which is sure. kind of the sense that it's like 
you go in there, you know, we, in every, all things in life, right? Like, and you know, you know what you're doing. You got the plan, you, you know, and you go from the idea, you have this moment, you have a product, and now you start putting all the pieces in play. You're incorporating, you're getting business insurance and, you know, you're putting up a website and you start really like, you know, you start to really play, play business then, right? Like is mm-hmm. what I used to tell people. I'm like, I'm playing business right now. And, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, don't, don't push anything because it'll fall over. It's all just painted doors. And, you know, we're on a set of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a play called Tiger right. Air, right? <laughs> you know, don't bump into any of the scenery. <laughs> it'll fall over. Um, but, uh, but, you know, the, the, the thing there that, um, that really comes out though is, is the the fact that it is that easy, you know, for things to go wrong and, and mm-hmm. things go wrong constantly, like every day. And I think that that's an element of, of what, you know, and then what, right? Well, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, because I, I've, I've really come to believe that the mark of a successful entrepreneur, good business idea or not, because there's a lot of really not great business ideas that, yeah get very well funded that go very far for a lot of different reasons. But, um, but, you know, business idea aside, there's just this, this, uh, um, this element of, of tenacity and grit that, you know, you have to wake up every day and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to get knocked down. I'm going to fail a bunch of times today and I'm going to get up and I'm going to smile and I'm going to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And, so much about that quote, that Mike Tyson quote, the the word that comes to mind immediately for an entrepreneur is just rejection, is dealing with rejection. You know, I just yeah. and, and for me personally, I've already had a couple of really exciting phone calls with, you know, potential clients. And uh and it's just like, well, this is this is gonna be a yes. There's no doubt this is gonna be a yes. And then a week later it's a no. And you just go <laughs> yeah. you just sort of sit there and you go, How how was that a no? Like yeah. how was that a no? But you you take about 10 or 15 minutes that you take the initial punch and you yep. just think and you reflect and you and you try to wonder how to absorb that punch and how to learn from that moment and before you know it an hour later you might still be a little pissed off the fact that you got the no but you're already putting another foot in front of the other and thinking about how will i get that next yes what does yep. that look like and that's and that's the thing in the service industry that i'm in is that you just you you put yourself out there time and time again, and you just sort of sit there waiting for the yes or the no. And your success is measured sadly by yeses and nos. And yeah. you have yeah. to get used to a lot more nos than yeses. Um, you know, at yeah. least when you're first starting out. You know, something you something you said there that obviously resonates massively with with the podcast with our audience is, is being competitive with yourself. And so much of what this show has become over the last four years is not about just being competitive towards your career, but it's it's actually establishing a competitor within you and saying that, listen, I'm going to make a career of competing. I'm going to actually take this competitive mindset and aspire to implement it within all aspects of my life, not so that I'm always trying to win, but more so just to hold myself accountable, just to keep myself going, to keep myself striving for more each and every day. And it's very much an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. As we start to bring this interview to an end, just, I would love for you just to maybe leave the listeners here with just from a competitive standpoint, what it is for you as you look ahead now, you look towards the future, you've had this idea, you've got it implemented, you're really seeing the process of it coming to life now with one eye on the future, whether that's a year, five years from now, however you define the future, what does it mean for you as a competitor um, as you look towards the future for Tiger Air? What does that look like for you now? Oh, gosh, um, great question. Um, you know, as a 
I would say as a, as a competitor, you know, we're, we're still kind of in, in the early throws, right. Mm. You know, we're, we're not, you know, I'm not holding the belt above my head right <laughs> right now right. Um, to speak. So, you know, I, you know, we've, we've won a couple early fights at the local bar, you know, and <laughs> we're far, far from the main stage in Las Vegas, but, <laughs> um, but I think it's, it, it's just that, right. Like mm. that's it, you know, it, you know, it, you, you want to be, 35 and 0, not three and 0. Mm-hmm. And nothing changes, I guess, is the point, right? Like you, um, you know, you you really don't know success as an entrepreneur and and that stability until you know ultimately you feel comfortable enough where the financial reward um maybe doesn't you know pinch as much in in you know in your you know in your in your mind, you know, like we were talking about when you have to write that check to yourself or you need mm-hmm. to you know, you know, take that salary or whatever it might be. Um, I think you reach that point just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, because it's business that, you know, you, you measure yourself, you know, success as intangibles, absolutely. Um, and things that, you know, are, you know, more important than money and, and just, you know, your integrity and how you run a business and who you are and what you represent. And, and I think we all would like to strive to be those best versions of ourselves, but, you know, when, when all the dust settles and when all is said and done, um, you know, there's also a number associated with it. And you want to, if you want to be competitive, right, there's a number of, of rings you get, right. There's like Tom Brady will be remembered for many things, but he'll be remembered for seven rings more than most things. Right. Sure. Same thing goes for Jordan. Same thing goes for, you know, just people in general. So there's that element of, you know, you can do a lot, right. But if you don't, if you don't, you know, get those numbers and have that, that, uh, that, that record of success, you know, when you're done, that's in writing and, you know, you, you, you might fall short. And, and I think that's, what's always going to be kind of in the back of an entrepreneur's mind is that no matter how many things are going right, um, you know, until you look in that account and you kind of sit back and go, hell yeah. Right. (laughs) Made it right. Then, you know, then you know that you got work left to do. And, uh, and that's kind of, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, we have a, we have a, a very high goal at what we think we can achieve and where we can get to. True. And that's what we're going after. And, uh, we don't know what twists and turns are going to lie ahead, but, um, but, uh, yeah, our, our disposition and our demeanor doesn't change. You know, eye of the tiger, we're going out there every morning and we're gritting and grinding. It's all there, man. It's all, it's all, um, you know, harmonious with the brand. So I love it. I love it. Um, you know, but the, at the same time, Jack, you know, what you've done here is that you've, you've presented a notion for how to implement an idea and a process for bringing it to life. But really what you're saying here at the end is that if you do that part well, and if you are exhaustive in that, if you really lay the foundations and you really do your due diligence when it comes to how to get that life, uh, how to get that idea, sorry, to life, then there's an element of just stick to the plan. Just continue continue to reinvest in the very principles that have gotten you going to get you to these end goals. And I, I love hearing that. It's a great way to bring this to an end because uh, for me, I'm just such an advocate for taking the time on the front end to lay the right types of foundations so that we can almost ensure that there's always going to be success moving forwards. Even if it slows down and speeds up at different times, even if sometimes we have to take a step back those foundations, those principles really set us set us up for success. And clearly you guys are set up for enormous success and great things in the future. I'm just excited to be a part of this from uh, you know, an, a bystander and be able to see what you do from a distance. And already I, I've seen it, just having known you for a few months here. 
Um, it's awesome, man. It's great. It's exciting. And I really just appreciate the time, um, the, 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 the insight today that I do believe if anyone sat at home with an idea, they're going to be like, okay, this, this, we can do this. I can do this. There's, there's a, there's a plan here, courtesy of Jack. So appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that insight and appreciate your time today, buddy. Very kind words. I appreciate it, man. And, and, uh, so excited that we got to do this. Um, and obviously huge fan of what you're doing. Um, and thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks so much. And my thanks again to Jack for joining us on the show today. As I said at the, uh, the outset of the show, tons of content specifically for entrepreneurs, but I really do believe that if you were listening intently enough, you will have been able to pull out something that is beneficial for you, no matter what your, your career, whatever your walk of life may be. And just some takeaways that I really want to just hammer home uh, very quickly here, uh, because quite frankly, there's a simplicity to what Jack was presenting here within our discussion. So just takeaways include talk to trustworthy people, sharing and making sense of an idea, knowing your market, and then bringing that idea directly to the end user. If you are someone with an idea at hand, there's your four steps right there. There's your four steps of how to take an idea and go towards that process of implementing it and bringing it to life. Talking to trustworthy people, sharing, making sense of it, knowing your market and bringing that product directly to the end user. One other thing that Jack said there as well, and he jokingly said, playing business. And for me, this this is one of those terms that you can really take it a couple of different ways. And within the discussion, Jack was certainly being lighthearted with it in terms of just getting up and giving it a go and seeing what we can do and don't touch anything in terms of, hey, you know, we've got all these models around us. They're very delicate. If you touch them in the wrong place, they may fall, we may cause problems, etc. But as competitors, and that's what we are, as you, as you listen to this show and you tune in every single time, we're looking here to optimize our performance. We're looking to instill that fire within you to be a competitor. Playing business. How do you get competitive? How do you put yourself on a playing field each and every day within the domain that you get to execute your career? There has to be a way that you can start to present this almost game-like scenario within the work that you do each and every day to bring the competitor out in yourself. Sure, we don't necessarily want to make it about wins and losses all the time, but we certainly can find ways to compete within the game by playing the business that we are a part of. So just an added there, food for thought, something to think about, something to maybe apply. So much fantastic content courtesy of Jack today, and I'm so glad that he was able to join us. But in the meantime, so many interviews continually lining up, lots of ideas and thoughts that I'm going to start putting into some competitive calls as well soon. So, so many reasons to continually come back and make sure that you're listening to the Career Competitor Podcast. Make sure you are sharing this with your friends. Let them know, hey, this is a great podcast. This is a great opportunity for you to learn to optimize who it is you are. Be sure to subscribe. Those of you listening on Apple Podcasts, do not go without firstly subscribing and secondly taking the time to click that fifth star on your way out. Appreciate the time. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Best of luck with everything you've got going on. And bye for now.